0: Welcome in to another edition of Divorce Force Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm very excited to introduce this next guest. He is currently the Director of Social Media for the Arizona Cardinals. Please welcome Zach Gallia. How are you doing today, Zach?
1: Doing great, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, Excited to have you on the pod. And yeah, so let's just start. um, You know, obviously, you've been in the sports industry for a little bit but talk about you know what impact of sports played on early on you know as a kid and uh did you play sports growing up
1: yeah i mean sports was i mean i was born in pittsburgh so i I, I, cardinals fans aren't gonna like this but i had a you know terrible towel put on me when i was in the hospital and everything it's just (laughs) sports sports is just kind of in your blood right so um you know i grew up playing baseball i played hockey um My dad played football before I was born, but I never really had um, any connection to football aside from I just, I just loved it. So, um, but yeah, sports, I mean, I I played, you know, from the time I was probably a couple of years old, I I started playing hockey when I was eight. Um, I played hockey all through uh, college and junior hockey in Canada and, um, you know, ended up, uh, I haven't really played in the last couple of years or so, but definitely still have the itch. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so talk about you know turning that because obviously, uh, you know the sports industry is made up of a variety of individuals, right? You a lot of times you know they get that early on success or that early fan them, or also you know people enjoy the business part of it. So how were you able to connect the two? Uh, you know, being a fan first and then also getting that experience on the business side of sports and turning that into a career?
1: Yeah, I mean, so when I was in college, I I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to do afterwards. Um, You know, being creative was always something that was kind of on the, not necessarily on the back burner, but kind of secondary to, to sports growing up baseball hockey tournaments practice you mm-hmm. know, working out all that stuff but you know i still when i was growing up i i liked to paint uh you know i would do a lot of drawings and, and just different things that you know tapped into that creative side you know I've, I've always loved uh the film industry and movies and just what goes into making them and you know watching them and overwatching them and watching them again but um you know sports was always my way to kind of release physically. And then the mental side was more the creative side. So, um, when I went to school, it was just about opening as many doors as possible. So I I took classes in marketing took classes in communication, um, and just really fell in love with, you know, the, the media side of things. So I didn't have a ton of experience in the business side, just because, you know, you basically need a position to, to help you with that. And, uh, you know, had a couple odd jobs after college, I was lucky enough to to land a gig with uh, Michigan International Speedway. And that kind of introduced me to to the business side and and how creativity and how all of the cool and maybe goofy things we do have a business, um, you know, objective to them in the end and and real value. So, um, you know, it's taken me quite some time. And, you know, I've been in the, the NFL, this was just finishing up my sixth season. So, um, you know, six seasons of really understanding, you know, how important the digital side of things is and and you know how how it moves the metrics for a from a business standpoint.
0: For sure, and that's so important. And talk about from your perspective, why do you think some young professionals who want to be in the industry struggle with, you know, connecting the fan aspect and the business aspect?
1: I mean, it, it it's a hard thing to grasp unless you have some sort of information, um, or if you're kind of going out and asking, you know, the important questions. Um, whenever I was first getting in the industry, obviously I understood that there was a business aspect because I was getting a and a job from it, you know. But um, but I think it's just it, it it's experience. It, it's kind of that thirst for knowledge and um, wanting to understand something and wanting to learn something that maybe you you don't know necessarily a ton about, but it's, it's crazy how far we've come even in, you know, just in the six years I've been in the NFL. It's, you know, when I I started, you couldn't put video on Twitter and now look at how far social media has come with just even Twitter with, you know, YouTube, TikTok, anything and everything. And, um, you know, this, this year also showcased how, how important the digital assets are when, you know, there aren't fans
0: in the stands. For sure. And that's certainly uh, true, right? You got to be flexible uh, when you work in the sports industry.
1: That's it. Yeah. I always call it, uh, (laughs) I call it organized chaos. That's uh, that's the sports industry.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Right. Um, So talk about what your strategy was uh, when searching for sports opportunities and how were you able to network as well to make sure, you know, if you didn't get a certain opportunity, right. you kept, you know, a positive attitude and knew that you were going to pursue this no matter what. Yeah, I mean, it, it's
1: it's definitely tough whenever you you get a lot of a no's and a lot of you know, refusals. <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's just having that passion and that desire of, you know... I'm not going to take no for an answer. You know, at some point this is going to work out and I just have to keep working and doing everything I can to to make sure I'm prepared when that opportunity comes. So, um, you know, luckily enough, I, I, I honestly don't know if I was prepared getting into my first role with the Speedway. And um, I actually I thought that whenever I was hired, um, my position was digital media coordinator, and I thought I was basically there to to make funny videos for for YouTube and for social media and you know make videos about the tracks so um, you know about a month and a half in, I had a meeting with my boss, and she was like you know you're not you're not really living up to expectations. Um, we really thought that you'd take over all of the social platforms by now, and it just kind of you know it just hit me like I, I honestly didn't know that was part of the position so but Long story short, the the reason I bring it up is because that was that was my wake up call of of just learning all I could. You know, I I reached out to, and and the industry was really young whenever I was first getting in, but reached out to anybody who was in my position anywhere who would would talk to me. And and you know, I, we had a lot of great people within our uh, NASCAR family that that helped me. And you know, just basically asked any questions, anything I could get out of them, any information. Um, you know, if, if there was ever an opportunity to go help them at their races and get more experience, I I was down for it, but, um, it's just, it's just almost not, not quite an obsession, but just something that, you know, when, when you're dedicated and you know, that this is what you want to do with your life, it's just, you just got to go for it. And, you know, there's going to be people who tell you, you can't do it. There's, you know, you're going to get a lot of no's, but all you need is one yes. And, and just make sure you're prepared for it.
0: For sure. And you've been in the NFL since 2015, but you worked in NASCAR with the Michigan International Speedway for almost two years. So how important was that first job? And how important also was being open-minded to that opportunity, even though it may have not have been an area or sport that you wanted to work in right,
1: yeah. I mean, and, and nothing against NASCAR by any means. I think I think the science behind it and, and the drivers. I, I think it's it's really amazing. It just doesn't. I've never really been a NASCAR fan, and and even when I was working, it wasn't necessarily you know race day wasn't my favorite. Aside from the content that I could create, but without that position, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I like, <laughs> that's just, I I'm so thankful for them taking a, a chance on me and, um, you know, allowing me to kind of learn on the job and and really the only way I learned was doing it. And, um, you know, I was editing and writing scripts for videos and, uh, you know, creating graphics and, and really was able to fine tune all of my skills that, um, that I had, but weren't really as refined as they needed to be to run a, a brand account. So, um, it really, it, it it's, it's everything. I mean, it, I will always have a special place in my heart for that track and, and for NASCAR as a whole, just because that's where really, you know, that, that's where I learned. That's where, you know, race day was, was like the super Bowl, you know, it was, yeah. it was, we, we, It basically, like, we only had a couple of races a year, but that that really primed me and got me ready for what Sundays look like now for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I also want to dive deeper. When your boss told you that (laughs) she thought that, you know, you would have been running the social media um, accounts by now, what should, you know, young professionals take from that? Because obviously when you accepted the job, you know, obviously you don't, not everything's going to be on a job description, but how, how important is it to understand, you know, okay, you want to take, you want this job, but also go above and beyond what the expectations are as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's it. it, The the thing that we always said in in Pittsburgh and it's always stuck with me was uh, the more you can do. Um, And that was, you know, anything and everything that, that you could do to, to help, you know, not only the brand and your department, but the organization and the team, you know, it's one of the the most vivid understandings and examples of that was, um, you know, it, it's a rainy day. We're at, we're at uh, St. Vincent college for training camp. And um, you know, we need to roll the tarps out for, to cover the field, <laughs> to make sure, you know, the field doesn't get wet. So it's ready for practice. And the first guy down on the field was Kevin Colbert, the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it was like, that was kind of the, the, you know, my, my first rainy experience at training camp. And it was like, that, that's it. That's the more you can do is right there. You know, it's not necessarily, there are some things that aren't in your job description that are just good for, you know, good for the company, good for um, your team and and good for, for you and for your career. And um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I had that meeting with, uh, with my boss, it was a little bit of panic, uh, a little bit of, (laughs) <laughs> you know i i just got this job How, what am i going to do if i don't have any and but, <laughs> but at the same time it was it was a challenge you know it was something i was fully capable of doing i just hadn't done before so it was just about putting your mind to completing a task and and moving forward and i mean that's really what made me fall in love with the industry
0: for sure and and talk about the off the job training right obviously you mentioned there was a lot of training on the job, but being in the digital space, um, there is a lot of self, uh, self learning as well. Uh, So how much of, you know, your experience throughout, you know, being in sports has been self taught, and, you know, on the job training as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, a a lot of my creative kind of technical skills um you know whether that's photography on by iphone or you know shooting and editing video or graphic design or anything like that has really come from you know my on the job training slash you know learning for myself and whether that's you know i I spent a lot of hours and a lot of days on youtube just looking at photoshop (laughs) templates and photoshop tutorials and you know i really want to make a graphic like that but i don't know how so You know, YouTube is a a tremendous source. I mean, you can do anything from, you know, learning how to make a specific graphic to, you know, how do you change your oil in your car? How do you, you know what I mean? Like YouTube is such a, an asset to, to everyone, not even just in our industry, but, um, but again, it just goes back to that, that passion of, you know, it's something that you want. It's, it's something that you love and you just got to make it happen.
0: Yeah, for sure. I love that. Um, so, talk about um, you know your role with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you were the social media coordinator. Uh, so, talk about how that opportunity came about, what the interview process was like, and then the offer.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It, it was um, you know my first almost basically two years at the Speedway was just all about learning, gaining experience, but it wasn't, you know, it it was my foot in the door, right? Like it wasn't that I wanted to stay in NASCAR. Um, you know, it, it wasn't that that was, you know, the sport that I loved and wanted to be a part of. So, um, it was really, you know, my first step and, and really got me moving in the experience that I needed, but, um, you know, working in Pittsburgh, working in the NFL, you know, that was always a dream of mine. And, um, you know, I, it's not to say that that was the first job that I applied for. I mean, I, I got <laughs> probably 50 to 60 no's before I got a yes. And and it was just all about, just like I said, it, it's showing off your create creativity. It's showing off your passion, your dedication. Um, you know, I wasn't necessarily as experienced as a lot of the people that applied, but um, I wrote a very good cover letter, which is also another tip I would definitely recommend. And um, and that was really it. It's, <laughs> you know, I, I went through the interview process. There was a lot to it, um, met some great people and, um, and ended up blessed enough to get the job and, and learn from those people for, for the last four years.
0: Yeah, for sure. And how important is it to write a cover letter? Do, do you recruit, do you recruiters it's, still look at the cover letter?
1: It, it, <laughs> honestly, it, it's, it's crazy to think. And, and I don't know if I'm part of the majority or not, but I honestly think it's, it's, the most important part of your job application, because it's everyone's resume looks basically the same. Everyone's experience is going to be similar, but there's one place where you can actually show who you are, your creativity, how you write, you know, how you express yourself, what you want in life. You know, it, it it's really the only place in that job application where you can get people interested in in you before you get to talk to them. So, you know, I always say, especially in our industry, that's so creative driven, you know, if, if I'm looking for someone to, to hire in my department and you didn't take the time to write a cover letter, that shows me that maybe you're not as interested, excuse me, in this job as you
0: say you are. Yeah, uh, totally, totally <coughs> agree uh, with excuse that. Me. Um And I mean, from your role with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, coming from the NASCAR and the raceway, how, what, how did that role change going from, you know, NASCAR to football or, and what were some of the similarities, you know, that you were able to apply and excel in that Yeah, I mean,
1: just like I said before was the race day was granted, it was only two days a year, but that was basically what I experience on Sundays now. So it, it, it really, (laughs) it gave you the understanding of kind of hyping up an event, um, kind of having some runway where, you know, if you're in the NBA or the NHL major league baseball, major league soccer, you know, WNBA, you don't have the opportunity to spend an entire week either recapping or, you know, pumping up an event, right? Like you have a game every other day or sometimes back to back and it's, you know, yeah, this game was great, but, we got to move on to tomorrow where in the NFL we have you know from Sunday to Sunday to basically tell the story that we want to tell and and get people excited for the game so um there were a lot of similarities you know the the schedule's a lot more demanding in the NFL um than the raceway just because like i said we only had a couple events a year and um yeah. but it it honestly there's a lot of similarities from both positions um my position specifically was um more social focused with the Steelers, where I had a little bit more of a role in digital as a whole with the Speedway. So um, you know, I was able to kind of focus my skill set a little bit more toward just the social platforms and um, which was definitely a big help as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. and and talk about the size of social across the sports industry. obviously, there's platforms all over the place. And I can imagine since you've gotten into the industry, uh, things have evolved over time. So how large is the digital teams, you know, across the NFL? What's that look yeah, like?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it definitely depends on the organization. Um, from the time I got into the NFL to now, it's night and day compared to, you know, how <laughs> things change. Just because, I mean, it's – when I started, I, I was the only person solely dedicated to social media with the Steelers. And by the time, like, and then today, you know, I have three people underneath me that are directly responsible for social media as well, including, you know, an incredible digital team and a video team and, and things like that. So it's it, it's definitely grown, um, but it all depends kind of on the organization that you work for and um, kind of the assets that they're allocating toward the toward the team
0: yeah for sure and i would imagine the social team has a lot of com- um communication with the pr staff mm-hmm. right um because you guys are not only an advocate for the team uh but the players on that team as yeah, well. yeah i mean it, it
1: communication is by far communication and organization would be right there with creativity on what you need to <laughs> run an account because just like you said, like, you can't do everything on your own. You know, you, we have an incredible PR team with the Cardinals. We had a great one in Pittsburgh. Um, like I said, there's, you know, our digital team that does a lot with, um, you know, videos and things like that. You work with incredible people and in sponsorships, business development to, to help them and build relationships with the partners. And it's just, there's, there's so many, there's so many tentacles to what digital media and social media reach that, you know, you have to talk, you have to understand, you have to, you know, be able to adapt and, and respond and um, and work together in, in the best way possible.
0: For sure. And talk about the balance uh, between content for the team side, right? Because obviously, you know, players have their own content uh, for their accounts. But how does the team, you know, help manage, you know, the player's account, but also, uh, the team accounts as well. How does that yeah. all work uh, in collaboration with the players you guys have? And then the team as well. Yeah, I man, uh,
1: my biggest thing, excuse me, is, you know, one thing I always say is a high tide raises all ships. So, you know, good publicity for our players, you know, whether or not that's on our account or not, it's still good for the organization. It's good for, you know, the, the entirety of our Cardinals family. So, it's really just, it's giving them the tools that they need to succeed, (laughs) excuse me, and, and just helping them in any way we can, you know, we're all as crazy as it sounds, we're, we're all coworkers, right. You know, we're all, we're all helping each other and helping, helping each other develop in, you know, all ways that we can.
0: For sure. And how much communication, you know, given that, the, the off season is upon us, you know, and for the Cardinals, how much communication do do you guys communicate with the players and, and some special projects that they want to, you know, either have on their uh, platform or, you know, the team's platform? How do you guys communicate on special projects and how does that yeah, work? For sure.
1: I mean, it's just like I said, it's all about, <coughs> excuse me. Oh man. It, it's all about, uh, it's all about working together. (laughs) You know, you're, you're one big team and there are projects that we want to do that we need buy-in from the players and vice versa. There's projects that the players are working on that they need our help with. And that's really what we're here for. You know, you, you're doing what's best for the organization and what's best for your players and coaches and ownership and, you know, every department that you have. Um, But it's all about working together. And um, you know, the, the, the better relationships you can build with these players um, the easier that those things become. Um, you know, I never in, in all my years working here, I, I don't know that I've ever had a, a player who was not a, you know, was opposed to working together and, and you, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> everyone understands kind of how important um, you know, social and digital are to, to their brands as well. And um, it's just the, the, it's all about the relationships. You know, if, if you can, if you can know and understand the players on a more personal level and um, let them know kind of your intentions and make your intentions known that it's not, you know, I, I don't want to continually just come to you and ask you for things like we want to give you access to highlights or photos and make sure that your social media channels are good. Um, you know, if you have an event you want us to cover, let's do it. You know, it, it's just, it goes back to just, like I said, communication, the, the the more you can work together and the more you can build relationships, the easier it is for everybody.
0: For sure. I I love that with uh, the communication piece. Um, So talk about how your day-to-day was uh, prior to COVID and then, you know, how it changed uh, during this season and what it was like to cover, you know, the team and have, you know the social media right. active, while you know fans at times weren't. Yeah, I States. mean it.
1: It definitely made everything uh, a little bit more difficult, but it also made it that much more important too. Um, you know, everything that we try and do is is for the fans and to make them feel a part of everything that we're doing. And not having them there on Sunday made it even more paramount that we give them the best experience that we can so um it it was just really about making you know the the, making the experience that was difficult for everyone um as easy as we could and and adjusting and, and like i said that organized chaos you know it's you plan for everything that you can plan for and you adjust accordingly so um you know my my normal week um prior to this year would have been you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, you know, you're trying to basically recap the game that just happened, cover practice, you know, go to meetings, um, you know, talk to the players about different shoots and interviews and things that you want to do, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're really kind of pushing people toward the next game and previewing the the next opponent. Um, Saturday, if we were on the road, we'd travel, Sunday would play, and then starting it on Monday. And, um, you know, that was – that was before you know COVID and everything happened and then it was you know monday through sunday i'm basically working from home unless uh we have a home game and then i get to go sit in the press box and um then work from there but it was just uh it was definitely an an interesting experience and i mean we were you know doing the best that we could with um with the cards we were dealt but um it was definitely the, the hardest part of it, and, and granted, you know, meetings, whether they're in person or virtual, the, the, the content is still the same, you know, it's still, you know, we could have this conversation via, you know, this, this, you know, podcast or in person, it, it's still the information is the same, but you don't get that connection, right? You know, you, you know, the, the guys that I work with every day for the first year I was in Arizona, I got to see, you know, maybe once a week, maybe, you know, once a month, it, it just... That was a that was probably the hardest part was just the disconnect and and it just made the communication even more important where you know we were having a lot more Zoom calls and talking a lot more on the phone but um you know it, it's that person to person contact and and then the the other hardest part for me was just not having fans in the building that was you know I, I'm not even playing in the games I, I I would imagine the players would feel exponentially more passionate about this but you know you're you're used to a big play happening and the crowd going crazy and the stadium rocking and, you know, a big play happens and you hear the sideline cheering and that's it. And you move on to the next play. It's just, you know, it's, it's so crazy and you always end up, you know, putting your head down and everyone is, is so deep into what they're doing and, you know, all the strategy and things like that, but it all comes back to, to the fans. I mean, without the fans, none of us are where we are.
0: Yeah, for sure. I and I can imagine if there was fans in the stands, how uh the fans would have reacted with the Kyler
1: yeah. Murray. <laughs> yeah, we, luckily there. there was like <laughs> I think maybe four thousand people in the stands at that point. So we had a little bit of cheering, but not not really <laughs>
0: enough. Um so yeah, talk about, you know, the leadership aspect, um, you know, being in your role now. Um what are some Key things that have made you successful in the sports industry, and you know somebody who wants to come into the sports industry, if they want to continue on the social side, you know what should they do? You know, early on for me,
1: it's really it's been the adjustment of you know being the person who produces all the content. um Where it was like you know in in Pittsburgh, I was doing a lot of, and even at, at NASCAR, even more so. You know, I was editing videos and taking photos and, you know, covering all the events that were around and, you know, editing, uh, you know, graphics and it, anything and everything you could think of. That was really my, my role. And now being in more of a leadership role, it's just, you know, being the one that kind of steers the ship, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the one that that comes up with our, our strategy and kind of the direction we want to go each year and, um, you know, kind of the some of the content plans and things like that, but it, it's really the the rest of the team that puts together this incredible content. And you know, it's a lot of times when you have super talented people, you you know, you have to let them you have to let them do what they do best. And you know, when someone is passionate about something, they put everything they have into making something amazing. And and luckily, we have an entire team full of those people in in Arizona. So. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's guiding the ship and, um, you know, overseeing different projects and making sure, um, that people are kind of on track and, and providing kind of the content that we're looking for. And sometimes it's just simply getting out of the way and letting, you know, the incredible people create what they're creating. And, um, you know, that, that's definitely a, a big balance of, of leadership and, and something I'm, I'm learning a lot more as we go, but, um, just getting into the industry too i mean it's whenever i was first getting in the industry it was all about um kind of having an a broad skill set where you're kind of a jack of all trades and can do a bunch of different things but um nowadays it's more about being more specialized you know teams um sports teams you know organizations have a a bigger social media team where they're not looking for necessarily someone who's you know, pretty good at everything, they're looking for someone who's amazing at one thing that they're looking for specifically. So um, that would be, you know, my kind of advice would be find the part of, you know, social or digital media that you are most passionate about and dive in and and learn everything you can and, um, you know, really try and perfect your craft in, in all aspects.
0: For sure. And, and your role, when you're interviewing an individual, either on the social side, what are some key things, um, you know, intangibles besides, you know, the creative side that you look for to bring on, uh, that really stand out, uh, Yeah, I mean, two of the big
1: things, like I said before, is, you know, the, the creativity is huge, obviously, but you need that organizational side and you need that communication side. Um, and, overarching even more so than some of those things is is just the understanding of of kind of our industry you know it's it's understanding what does well on what platforms what doesn't do well what formats you need you know media to be in what length different things are you know it it, there's so much that goes into it that that you can learn just by using the platforms that you know those are the things that you ask. It's just simple little questions of like, oh, where would you put this piece of content and why? And you can get an understanding just by how the person answers as to if they really know all these different platforms and and understand what works uh, or they don't. And it's really, it's not something you need necessarily professional experience in because you can, you can use all these platforms for free personally and, um, and kind of learn what, what does well and what (laughs) doesn't. So um that's definitely a big thing and and you know the the other side would be um just being more of a a self starter as well um you know our industry moves very very fast so sitting around waiting for someone to tell you what to do doesn't always necessarily work because you know the person who's going to tell you what to do probably has 4000 things on their plate for the day uh so it's it's just one of those things you know it's hmm. you the schedule's definitely you know, a lot of hours and a lot of work put in. And it, I mean, from my perspective, it's worth it because it's something that I love and something I'm very passionate about, but it's something that you have to be dedicated to. And and that's really it is, you know, it's, it's not necessarily about me getting publicity or, you know, people knowing that I'm the one that runs these accounts or it's just really being passionate about putting the best content forward and making the organization look, good and that's that's really our job
0: yeah for sure i love that and talk about the misconceptions of social uh particularly in the sports industry obviously there's more to it than just sending out a tweet or just posting something on a social media platform so talk about some of the misconceptions people have about social. yeah i
1: mean it's it's crazy i mean you you talk to (laughs) Uh, you know, I'll talk to one of my buddies, and you know, he he'll tell me, uh, you know, he had a rough day at work, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm really tired too. And it's like, well, what are you tired from? Like, it, all you did was post photos on Instagram all day, and it's like, well, not quite. <laughs> so uh, it, it's just the, the misconception is it, it's <laughs> there is a lot of fun. Like, there, there's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun coming up with new ideas and putting things together and working together and you know, covering these events and working with the players, it, it there's a lot of, of, of fun to it, but there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes before you get to see the fun that we had. So, um, I mean, just from, you know, I'm trying to think of a piece of content to, to explain, but it just kind of like, like on game day, it's yet, yes, the, the overarching goal is, you know, you are going to cover this game and make the fans experience it via these platforms. But, You need to have a plan for each platform and then when you have that plan you need to make sure you have the assets to execute that plan so whether that's developing graphics or videos or you know taking photos or you know anything and everything that you need to tell your story that's where all the work comes in you know it's you know yeah i'm trying to get people excited for sunday but how do we do it well we need to do you know these eight videos and we need to do about 15 graphics and we need to make sure that all these photos are ready to go. And so it's it, the, I think the misconception is uh, kind of working itself out because, you know, there, there are a lot more people in the industry. And, and I think people were understanding the social and digital space a little bit better than, um, than in the past, because it just really wasn't, it wasn't a career choice or it wasn't a profession, you know, 10, 15 years ago that it just, it wasn't anything, you know, it was just something fun to do on your spare time. And now it's, you know, full-time professions for entire teams. So um, I think there, you know, the the misconception is definitely uh, working its way out.
0: Yeah. I love that. And and talk about, so, you know, there's a lot of social media platforms, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, what have you, TikTok, of course, but how do you manage all the platforms and is there a strategy you go into, you know, the season or off season where you guys talk about which platforms to focus on and which ones where you guys really want to grow? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, the it all starts you know, with kind platform? of what your
1: what your goals are, you know, as an organization or as a team and, and you kind of go from there and um, it's really, it, it goes back to understanding the platforms and, and knowing what does well and what doesn't and a big part of that is understanding who you're talking to you know if you know what what demographic is on tiktok is drastically different than the demographic that's on facebook and uh, you know it's just understanding that and and making those changes accordingly and you know the biggest thing is giving people a, a unique experience on on each platform because they're they're all different for a reason i mean you know Snapchat and Instagram stories and fleets and, you know, YouTube stories, they're, they're all relatively similar, but the people who are consuming them are are going to be different people. So, um, so it's just all about trying to give people a unique experience and and really leaning into what people want on those platforms. You know, you're, you're not necessarily going to change anyone's mind about, you know, I really think people are going to like this video and, I mean, there's a really easy way to see if they like it or not, and and there are numbers to back that up. So, um, you know, the the biggest thing is is good content is is good content. You know, it, no matter where you put it, it will do well, but it needs to be very, very good content to to kind of break through those barriers.
0: <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And you talk about uh, the good content. Uh, talk about the analytics <laughs> piece and how since you've gotten you know since you joined the Arizona cardinals um what are some metrics that you're personally yeah i mean proud i I just think
1: the analytics as a whole is is definitely a a huge piece of kind of understanding you know that uh, one of the buzzwords I keep going back to, but it's just the understanding the platforms and you can see that because there are numbers to back that up. So um, those are really analytics become kind of your 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 information to build a case. So say you want to change a piece of content because it's not working. Well someone's going to ask you, well why is it not working? Or how do you know it's not working? Well that's where analytics comes in and and you can prove it one way or another. (laughs) And you know, it I don't know that there's one analytic that's more important than the other because it, it all depends on what your goal is for that platform and then also for that piece of content. You know, some some things where it's like, Oh, I only got four retweets on it, but it had twenty five thousand views. Well, what's your goal? If if your if your goal was to, you know, get retweets and get people to share it, well, you kind of fell short, but it clearly seems that video views was the way to go because that's what people were kind of connecting. With. So um, for me, it, it's just really the, the things that I'm proud of are just kind of the, the growth that we've had. I know growth isn't necessarily everything by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's, it's shown at least a little bit more of, of how far we've come in two years and how much work we've put into kind of redeveloping all of our platforms across the board and um you know just seeing seeing numbers and seeing people engage with our stuff and um you know we don't we don't have the followers of the Steelers or the Patriots or you know any of the other big you know big big time teams the Cowboys but you know we're we're definitely we're on the right track and and that's all you can really hope for.
0: Yeah, for sure, and you hit the nail on the head there, which is exciting for the growth. So, as as the digital space and social media space evolves, what are you excited about? You know, what do you think's going to stay here? Oh, you know, man. in the next five years, I crystal, crystal ball. ball.
1: Yeah, I'd be I'd be making a ton of money. That's for sure. But, uh, not I, honestly, I, <laughs> the, the thing that I think is probably the coolest is kind of the development or I don't know development's the right word, but just kind of the shape that YouTube has taken on in professional sports because it's, you know, YouTube is, has been there for as long as I can remember, you know, it, it, it's always been somewhere where you can go and watch movies or watch videos or whatever you want to find. It's, it's been there, but it hasn't been something that brands and sports teams have really taken advantage of. And, you know, with the way that, you know, users and, and just kind of the the change in, um, you know, media consumption across, you know, the world really is people aren't necessarily tuning in to watch live things anymore. It's really about, you know, I'm going to watch things when I want to watch them and when I've, I have time. And and that's what's made, you know, Netflix and Hulu and, you know, all the other ones now with, you know, HBO Max and every other, you know, plus channel that has, has come out. I mean, it's, it's just all about the consumption behaviors of, you know, the general public. And, and I think YouTube is going to be a big part of that where people watch a lot of episodic content and and they want to see TV shows and things like that on YouTube. So I think that's really exciting. And I mean, it's just, I don't necessarily have a good, good thought of, of what else might be coming next. Um, But it's just, that's the coolest part about our industry too, is, is there's something is always going to change and there's always going to be a new challenge and you always have to be ready to adapt at, at any time. You know, it's, I can't say that I knew anything about TikTok last year when we started our account, but the only way to know what to do is to do it. And so, you know, we put a lot of content out that people didn't like, we put a lot of content out that people did like, and now we have, you know, another year of, kind of steering towards the things that people do like and testing some new things. And, you know, you just kind of build from there. There's, there's just so much trial and error in everything that you do. And, um, but it just, you know, no matter what challenges come up, um, you know, it just takes the the right people and, you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed to work with a lot of great ones.
0: For sure. And I did want to touch on streaming as well. And where do you see streaming, platforms like Amazon. Um, the NFL had two incidents. They um, where Amazon streamed a game exclusively through Amazon Prime. And then also uh, there was an NFL game that was yeah. televised through Nickelodeon and kind of had some really cool uh, kind of things that they did during yeah. the game uh, to kind of involve the kids. So talk about where you see the streaming uh, platforms. Yeah, I, in honestly, the near the, forward, the Nickelodeon game. A sport that, like the I think it was
1: the Bears and the Saints. That was my favorite. My favorite non-Cardinals game this whole year. I, I thought <laughs> the way that they did that was so. <laughs> it was so well planned <laughs> and well thought out. Where you know the the goal was clearly to to aim at the younger audience, and you know some of the younger audience might not know all of the ins and outs of football and all the rules and all the different penalties and things like that. But they made it so. <laughs> so simple, but not in a way that was talking down to anyone or, you know, explaining things that didn't need to be explained. It was just, it was very well done. And um, you know, I, I really enjoyed that. And, and I, I think that really opens the door to other networks or other industries or, or not necessarily industries, other, you know, avenues that would be interested in doing things like that. You know, it's, it, it just, it all goes back to that behavior of, you know, users are, now used to going to Netflix or Amazon prime or, you know, wherever you might see it. um, You know, I, I I don't know that this would ever come true, but I, I wouldn't doubt that, you know, Netflix would have some sort of sports deal at some point where, you know, a a game of, you know, whatever, NBA, (laughs) NHL, whatever it might be. I, 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 could see them being a part of it at some point. It's just, it just really steering into whatever, whatever aspect and whatever demographic that you're really trying to speak to. And, and that was, I mean, that was the big one with Nickelodeon is, you know, you're trying to attract younger fans and, and make them more passionate about the game. And, you know, little stuff like that goes a long way where you, you know, you basically dedicated an entire broadcast to, to them and, and, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed.
0: For sure. I mean, you got to love you got to oh, Young Sheldon, no matter what and age, that's explain it, the penalties. That was the uh, stuff, like you
1: said, like the misconception that is just that like, oh, we're just going to put the game on Nickelodeon and it'll be fine. Well, no, there's a ton of stuff that has to go into that. And, you know, even, even getting the actor that plays Young Sheldon to read all of these scripts on set and have them read it, just everything that they did, you know, the, the slime cam and the little, you know, the little weird, um, animations and graphics that came off the little nickelodeon characters that would be in the screen like there's just so much to it and then sean payton getting slimed at the end was always cool too
0: and um yeah man uh, i appreciate it and uh i mean if, i'm on uh, twitter at ZJG, you, way to um, do that? check
1: that pretty often and then uh, my linkedin account too is is just one i i really leave open to you know, discussing with anyone who's in the industry or has questions or anyone who's trying to get into the industry and ask questions. Um, you know, so many incredible people have helped me over the years and um, really been, you know, leaders in my life. So I, I would be happy and kind of owe it to the industry to do the same. So I'm, I'm always happy to answer any questions. And, um, you know, so just hit me up.
0: Zach, it's been a fun my conversation. Pleasure, yeah, thanks I, for having me, really appreciate you taking the time today.